Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Mia San Giacomo Pucci, who is a partner with the San Giacomo family vineyards and wines. She is also featured in Wine Country Women of Sonoma County. Mia, I am so delighted to be here at your winery. Well, thank you. With you. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad to be here. This is a real treat for me. Your family is so rich in history here in Sonoma County, and you have this fabulous spot that's submerged in the middle of the vineyards. Yes. So before we talk about everything that's going on now, mm-hmm. you being a partner in this business, let's talk about your your first career, if you will. Yeah. You were kind of forced, encouraged mm-hmm. to go work outside the family business first. So I worked for Scottish and Newcastle Importers. So that's Newcastle Brown Ale beer. Um, I worked, I was an executive assistant for um, the president, um, Kevin Moody. He was a great, um, just a great mentor, just taught me. I learned a lot how to, to run a company. They, you know, we imported the, you know, new the beer and, uh, you know, it went out into the United States. So, um, we got to see how marketing and I covered everything from HR to license liquor licenses to marketing, you know, and, and to consumption, you know? (laughs) So you took all that experience and then you came back to the family business. Well, yeah. So I didn't, you know, I came back to this in more partner role. I wasn't as hands-on. We've actually, you know, had a, we didn't have the wine yet so when I you know I um, got married and we moved back up here to start my family my husband actually started working we need you know the farming was really you know where we you know we're vineyards you know we right the farming well and what maybe we should talk yeah, about that, that first yeah so your family is very rich in history yeah. um you're gosh I'm not even sure great great something no my grandparents so we're the third generation I'll, just give you the, I'll give you the cliff notes the vittorio and my grandma um maria uh bought this where we're sitting right now the home ranch um in 1927 um and they it was farms it was pear and apple orchards and that's right. what i actually and, and there was some you know there was um some grapes and so that's where i i grew up here i mean i literally as a little kid grew you know drove through these vineyards and it was it was this this wasn't here. The winery wasn't here. And then my dad and, um, his, my two uncles and aunt, um, they, you know, my dad, you know, took, they were, you know, took over the farming. The first real so, vineyard was planted around 1969. I believe. Yeah. So like a little more than 50 years ago. Yeah. And so, then the first vintage was in 2016. Yes. Yes. So was. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And you guys make wine from the Carneros area, from the Pataluma Gap, mm-hmm. from Sonoma Coast, yeah. and from Napa Valley, which I found kind of yeah. out of the ordinary. Yeah, not many people <laughs> know about the Napa Valley. It's the little Cabernet, yeah. Which, yeah. Um, so you, you make Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, yeah. um, and Cab. 
tell me, how did the family decide it's about time we make some wine? Yeah. So, um, you know, so we've been farming the grapes. We, so we have had the grapes since the eighties, probably a hundred percent, you know, pulled out all the, all the other fruit trees. Um, and, um, you know, the grapes were just making the best varietals, you know, all we were, the wines were coming out great. You know, we've had over, you know, 50 plus wineries making grapes, you know, um, just, it was, the timing was right. So, um, we were in the, we're the second, the third generation and we have another generation coming up of kids that, you know, the farming is not for all of them. And we're just looking to, we've always been talking about doing wine. My, they've been talking about it for 50 years, <laughs> but finally this, the timing was right. So, um, we're making the wines that this region does best, you know, Chardonnays and Pinots, you know, the climate is, uh, I think we've just, you know, mastered or figured out what grows the best in these regions and the wines were coming out. The wines that have been coming out have been really good. Well, and and instead of uh, letting everyone else make all the great wine from your fruit, you can make some of it yourself. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we still um, sell some of sell, your fruit. Off. We sell all the fruit still. That's you know what we do. We sell. We're grape growers. That's what we are. But we are also you know making some great wines. Um, James McVale, he's um, the winemaker and he's been working with our vineyards for 20 years and it was just he it was timing he was just starting with consulting at the time where we were starting to actually move forward with this and he understood our vision you know we just wanted the wines to speak the, the grapes to speak for themselves or however the right way of saying that is but really it's the grapes that you're tasting you know just the true sense of place the true sense yeah so what's the hidden gem in the portfolio Oh gosh. Well, I mean, that's What's, a loaded question, but I am. Um, <laughs> What's the wine that gets overlooked? Well, this Chardonnay, this Sonoma Coast Chardonnay has been getting a lot of love. Um, but they all have actually all have their own merit. They're all the Pinots. I mean, our, Pin, our Roberts Road Pinot people love, but they all like, you know, all of them. I mean, really, I can't, I have rarely heard of um, doing well. They've um, all been doing all, well. There's, so there's there like is home ranch. We've got the Green Acres. Charnay's, um, we've got, um, a Roberts road, you know, some of them are like our cinema coast is more like probably more on the lines of a rate, what people think of a Chardonnay with more little Oak, but it also has a nice mineral finish that doesn't, you know, like I would say a Roberts road, there's a lot of just complexity to our Chardonnay's and then our Pinots are light and medium bodied and good flavors of berries. And I mean, so there's many of them. Okay. But the Sonoma Coast probably is, you know, our, you know, what we're known for. Just, you know, just the most. The most, yeah. How much wine do you make? Um, well, I think now, let's see, we started off, i say maybe we're up to 1,000, 1,500 cases. Oh, still tiny. Yeah. yeah, we're small still. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, so if tiny. you're lucky enough to get a bottle, you're, you are really lucky. Yes. <laughs> I mean, some of them are just teeny tiny they're all, they're all just really doing pretty well. Everyone, mm -hmm. the, the Sonoma Coast, though, are obviously, that's the fresh and complex, and they kind of have a bit, little bit of all the vineyards, you know, so okay. all, all the best of the vineyards. So is that where you'll be focusing your attention on the Sonoma Coast wines as you go forward? Oh, no, all of them. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, but those okay. just kind of are. Stand out. Like, you know, have all of, a little bit of all of them. So, like. There is the home ranch. There is so that the Sonoma Coast has the home ranch in it, has the green acres in it, you know, some Roberts Road in it. Um, and then like 
the Pinots have, the Sonoma Coast has Roberts Road, they have Amaral, they have um, Federick, you know, so they have all of our vineyards in them. And then you can taste each of our vineyards separately, I guess, is a okay. way of saying it. As one of the partners, mm-hmm. what is your role? So my role is just, so the one thing my fam- that my family, and it stemmed from my dad's generation, it's, it's a group effort, like a decision. Everything's discussed and talked, and it's just a decision-making and um, just being a part of it, being part of the family as far as, you know, how we move forward with things, you know, who we bring into the family dynamic as far as the employees or people helping us. It takes an army to do anything, right, um, to make it a success. Being a partner is just part of the decisions and what, how we're, you know, what we have a lot of other components. You know, we have an office here. There's, you know, finance, there's HR, there's compliances and, and the partners consist of you, your two brothers, brothers. me and my two brothers. Oh boy. So, um, yeah. So how, how do you as the only girl, how do I get your say? Uh (laughs) Well, you know, we are all equal. Like obviously I am not running like the decisions as like winter, you know, the vineyards and stuff as far as the farming, but, um, I'm always part of the process and, um, it kind of just stems from the prior generation. Um, my, you know, just, they all, you know, it's, it's different. So like back then they, my, not even back then, even in my brother's childhood, my grandma cooked lunch and my aunt carried that tradition. So at 12 o'clock, everyone went to the house for lunch, you know, just like, and they would sit around the table and my grandma would have a full on meal and they talked, they discussed the matters of the day. And so, I, it's obviously doesn't happen like that anymore. You know, times have changed. We've got grown. We have, it's too busy to do that. But in that generation's, you know, they're still all here. They're all three of them or three, one has passed on, but are all up at the house <laughs> together. You know, we just, now it looks different, but we talk all the time and we're together a lot. We're all in the same, all, you know. So everybody all, gets along and everybody collectively works well together. Yeah. I mean, we're siblings, but business is business, mm-hmm. and um, we really do. We okay. get along pretty good. And so while you may not be overly savvy about vineyard work, you still mm-hmm. participate in the process. Yeah, so I definitely I participate in you know, the decisions. The decisions. Mm-hmm. And, then I also, and then as far as when the wine, we decided the wine, when we, you know, in the beginning, the infancy of, like, brainstorming and what we want the names and the labels and the you know all the stuff that goes into any building a brand building any brand so yeah so okay uh, so collectively what are the plans on where you want to take the the brand going forward well like currently you know I'm trying to get more involved with it like when we really were starting to like get it moving COVID happened Mm, so you know we just kind of when I was getting more involved, but like, so I'm on the, you know, like I went to North Carolina a couple of years, so I'm going to go, so I'm just, you know, it take to get to be Some out more there to get market your work. marketing. Mm-hmm. So just more, just getting out there. I'm just getting, to be honest, we've been vineyards and farmers. And so right. as, and I've been drinking wine forever, but when it comes to actually talking about wine and selling it, why do you like it? What's the, you know, like what works what's well it? with How's it? How's it made? Like someone's like, how's it made? And I, at first and I was like you know like what like oh it's just made like this like oh it's in like it's 33% oak new oak and like it just you know this is what it tastes like or how it's made and why it tastes the way it tastes that's where I'm getting finally more comfortable talking about because you've lived it 
I lived it. And it's just second nature to you, but talking about it. But making wine's new, right? Right. So growing a grape is not the same as making the wine. Right. You know, so um, I've sat and listened to it, and but um, now when I have to actually sell it or talk about it, like I know what I'm talking about, and I'm still, you know, I'm feeling more comfortable in those shoes. Well, that's good. That's good. Because again, you've, you know, the, the fruit is fantastic. So the wines are superb mm-hmm. so you just need to you know, My, embrace that story yeah, yeah. and the one <laughs> element that I envision is like food is my interest and passion just mm-hmm. in general whether you know taking that element of you know so we grew up with an Italian grandmother and like I literally like that's why I chose the raviolis that are in the book because that is like a central focus I just have like every holiday and not just Christmas and Thanksgiving but any special occasion there was always raviolis that she made and but just being there in the beginning as a child and then as I got older helping and continuing helping I always felt that's where I felt at home you've just felt at home and I felt like it just was warm and fuzzy and I felt like you know just a good place of just family and safety so as my grandmother passed on and my aunt carried on the tradition um, I took that over so I literally am making the dough and I you know Rizal, do you make the dough well yes that's the whole point you know something from scratch and I feel like it's whether my kids do it or not, it's important for them to see and be around. And it's the extended family because even my nephews, like one year I wasn't there for Thanksgiving and they missed the thing. They missed the raviolis because it's just, it's a tradition, um, that I just feel like it's really important to keep, you know? And it's, yeah, it's a staple. It's just something that they look forward to. It's, um, it's been part of the family story and yeah. And part of your heritage for many many years so yeah it, I mean it really I the thing I think about food and wine is like when it's made from the, the heart and the soul it does taste better you mm-hmm. know it's just like when you go to a winery their wine tastes better when you hear the story and right. you know if you're just um or you're it's the feeling of, of a good meal it's like that meal's hard to recreate but sometimes when you're like on traveling or you know even at a restaurant with something special but I feel like that's what the raviolis are like the feeling, whether they taste the same or good or not. It's just the idea of them. And um, in this day and age, it's so easy to go buy something frozen. And oh, right. I just think it's important for my kids or all, you know, the family to just keep that, you know, just to know that there's something, you know, real and authentic. Uh, authentic. So I feel like your family has probably influenced you throughout your life mm-hmm. and, and probably even in throughout your career. Yeah. Would that be true? Yeah. I mean, one of those things that, you know, I took for granted, you take for granted, right? Like I have a family, the first thing as a kid, I want to like, I want to be out of this town. I never want to come back here, you know, just because it's a small town. Right. I want to see the world. And then as you kind of like go outside a little bit, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And, you know, I just, I, one thing is like when I had kids and I really wanted to be around family, I just, um, you know, we do get along, um, we are close, but we also have a respect and have our own lives. So it's, you know, not smothering, it's not smothering right. that it's not smothering and everyone's respectful. And I think that's supportive, what, supportive. Uh, it is unconditional. And all of our, even our, in, our spouses, it's just respect. And that's why I think it works. You know, just, um, there's no, I don't think there's jealousy. That was one thing I remember my grandmother always like when she was passing on, just don't be jealous of each other. Cause that's what breaks families apart. And, that's easier said than done, but there isn't at this time. I mean, we, I get along really good with my sister-in-laws. My brother-in-law works with my brothers. I mean, 
you know, nothing's, you know, do, do people get on each other's nerves? We're human, but right. there's no fighting. I mean, there's, you know, it's really about respecting. And I've always, even though like, I know my brothers have obviously pulled more with the grapes as far as like, but I pick it up somewhere else, you know, and you know, we, ha- we do have the part of being in a family business is you get to be family, right? right. Like we have elder parents of two that, we all and they we all partake in helping them and them and it's just important respect there. each other and be there top moment of your career so far right now in my life is I feel at the top like I just feel like every I just turned 50 it's been really reflective of my life you know because you're like I still feel like I want to go do something different you know like change you know do stuff you know as far as like career wise I always think ah, should I go you know because c- cooking was always what I wanted to do and I'm like you know I always am trying to think of ways to incorporate it in this you know we've talked about doing sauces and stuff like that and right. that's that is how I see down the line but you know it's the infancy of just let's you know working on the wine but I'm always trying to think of what I could do different and better and um but at the end of the day it's just I I, I think really what makes you happy is you know I'm trying to do this to passes on to my kids like just do what you like right like you, you have the advantage for you know fortune that you're fortunate that you're getting good education you're have a choice and I'm just um even for my daughter specifically I just she's very smart and she's good at school and she's like oh I, I want to do my own thing and I'm like do your own thing you know I just want to like do what makes you happy it's just it's about what makes you how you feel and be kind and good to people like that is really I think like how we have been taught by my my parents is like how you treat people is more important than your, you know, just success. And I think that's why we, if you treat your family good, you need to treat everyone good, you know? Well, I agree. I think you do because it comes back to you. You know, you should treat everyone kindly. Learn more about the women who live in wine country. When you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Um, okay, let's talk about your personal life. Okay. Although we've kind of talked about your personal life <laughs> through your career. But you do live here in the town of Sonoma. Mm-hmm. You could have moved outside yeah. of Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose to stay right here close to home? Well, I just feel like this is a very special place. Um, I, you know, obviously it's a, it's familiar. It's a right. family. Um I think once I had kids, I just wanted all them to be around each other. You know, um, I, you know, it takes a village, but, um, there is so much truth in that. And I, you know, my kids, right. I have two kids. So I have a daughter, she's 14 and a son that's 12 now. And, um, it's more now than ever. I love them having cousins around and aunts and uncles and grandparents, you know? So it's kind of crazy to think, you know, I, I get like you're, you're moving away and stuff, but it is coming back as, I feel fortunate that I can, you know, right. If we took a step inside your home, Mm -hmm. what would we see? What's your decorating style? Well, I would say we actually just did a little remodel. So it's all, I would say it's very, uh, it's comfortable and home and warmy and cozy transit, you know, transitional, you know, where you just put some wood floors in and my kitchens, I'm a, I'm a tile person. I love tile in my kitchen because I like flour. I like got a a heart in my kitchen. But um, I, it's warm and cozy, and you know, I like to. I hope it feels that way, comfortable. Predominant colors? Um, well, blue. I'm a, I'm a cobalt blue. 
girl. Oh, okay. I have actually, it's called lapis. My countertop has this, it's actually, it's real lapis or whatever. It's kind of like a marbly, but it's called lapis. And then I have, you know, some grays that go around that. But yeah, so I'm blue. I'm a blue a blue person, girl. A blue girl. Okay. When you kick back and relax, which room do you go to? Well. Do you ever relax? I do. <laughs> oh, I, I like to relax. Um, I can, I like to be comfy and cozy. Um, well, right now, I would say right now, it depends on the time of year, but right now I, uh, our family room, I, I, like we have our little fire going now and this time of year and the more, actually the morning's my favorite time of the, before everyone's up, that's my favorite time of the day, actually. Okay. Alone time. Like if I, I like to wake up early before everyone, before the sun's up. That's my favorite. If I, if I can get up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with everything you just said. When I can get up, it is nice and peaceful. Before the sun. Even if, yeah, I just, I love that with coffee. So we're in wine country. You now make your own wine. Mm-hmm. Other than your own wine. What do you like to drink at home? Are you a wine girl? I am a wine girl. I am a Chardonnay girl. Oh, okay. okay. I am a Chardonnay girl. I love Chardonnay. Um, I will say I have, you know, evolved as far as I like, you know, I like, I love Pinots. I, um, I like Syrahs. I like it all. I have, it, it all has its place, but I am, I do like Chardonnay. I tend to like, if I'm going to, I like a nice, good glass of Chardonnay, but okay. I am also a martini girl. Ooh. Okay. Uh, vodka or gin? I'm vodka. Okay. With two olives up. Oh, okay. Okay. You heard it here. Yes. I do love a good <laughs> martini. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? I don't collect things. Um, well, actually, I should. I mean, I don't have one specific thing, but I have really started collecting um, ravioli cutters because <laughs> I have. Um, and um, Have one, you used them all? I have. Oh, I have. that's I, interesting. I, every time I make raviolis, I try to... Um, make it more efficient. And, um, sometimes it's a fail and sometimes it's not. Cause my grandma literally like, you know, you see everyone when they make them like, Oh, they just take the molds and they do them beautiful, but I'm making a lot for a holiday and it's almost like not, they're not like, you know, it's rustic. Right. So she, it's literally, you roll the sheet out, spread it like jam and then put the top on. And then, you know, she would take my grandma, my, she would take the yardstick and do the, like a, like a long yardstick right. and then imprint it that way. You know, it's just kind of, free form. Right. I have tried many ways to, and then the ceiling, sometimes it doesn't seal. So actually her way, really, there was a reason, but, um, (laughs) but the dough and stuff, I've actually, you know, I keep, I switch it up the dough. Just, I look at, you know, she made it one way and there's a lot of education out there now that you have access to. So that's true, you know, but, but Getting back to the question, you have a collection of ravioli cutters. I, well, I I have started. I've taken all of her stuff. I've, oh, <laughs> um, and I buy stuff. Yes, yeah. I started a collection of ravioli okay, cutters. Okay, so when you have a collection, does that mean you have twenty, thirty, uh, or more? Well, right now, it's new because I've just, just I've always used what she said, right? and I never think, oh, I should go buy new stuff. So, like in the last five years, so right now, I think I have fifteen. Okay, well, still that's fifteen. Yeah. I bet most people don't have one. No. <laughs> and, the, and then I even have like the molds and the print. I just every, you know, and I switch it up every time. So we like, we need to have like a Mia's um, ravioli party. <laughs> I, well, it's funny. Everyone's all, oh, let's go make them. And I, when I'm making them, it's like, you know, I'm doing it from like eight, you know, whenever I start, it's like an all day all process. Day process. Because 
I make so many of them and then I freeze them. My grandma always froze them because, you know, just because you made so many. You make so many. And then I um, and then I make the gravy sauce, too. That's the other stuff. So that's a whole nother day. Right. Well, it, it doesn't take a day. It just takes a couple well, hours to put I, together, I, but it takes a day to cook. I almost have to ask, do you, do you still enjoy eating them after you spend all that time making them? I, you know, I like to taste it. I don't enjoy it as much as, like, um, I do. Like, it's a couple, <laughs> it's usually a couple days, a week later. Yeah, but or a month. <laughs> a month later. But I don't, um, I don't really, it's like it's different when you eat your own food. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, I do. I mean, every, it's like almost like. Sometimes I am like, did I make enough? I don't want to eat eat it, you know. Right. Like but we do it Thanksgiving, so it's a little and it's over. It's a lot of food. So, other than your ravioli rollers or cutters, oh, yeah. is there anything else people might be surprised to learn about you? Oh God! Did you? Um, I feel like I'm an open book. Did but- you climb? Kilimanjaro or oh my god um, no. I just no rappel I d- down a mountain I've never done anything that um but I no um but I you know I really just started taking in hiking like that's been my thing right now like and uh okay tell me about a hiking spot well my you- goal is I just so I had never been to Yosemite I'm almost embarrassed to say that so I've only been twice okay and I've never I've always wanted to backpack like, like, a, you know, put on the backpack and, and do that. So that okay, was, I've never done that. So this is my first, that was my goal. So I just went in July. I went with uh, my friend Hadley and, um, she's the one that actually backpacks and stuff. So the three of us went at first I had a 35 pound back and backpack, but I learned quickly to shed five pounds at least. But, um, we just did like eight mile hike in and backpacked and set up the tent and, we did a couple of days of that and that was Yosemite. So that was my first time, um, in Yosemite. So, so, so I have to ask, will you do it again or was once well, enough? I, okay. <laughs> well, I'll camp again. Um, I think I will just, I'm more like a day, like I could do like a 15 mile hike and then maybe a cabin would be more my style. I vote for the cabin and and, I, and and my back. I kind of went out like it was the weirdest thing. It was like, I'm going on this trip and I rested at the week before. Anyway, so it, it, it was weird. I could hold the weight. So sitting actually laying down was when it would hurt. I was, um, you know, when you're hiking like eight miles, it was with 35 pounds on you. It was the first time. So like just, you know, we did about eight miles a day. So we, I think we ended up doing like 24 total, but wow. my goal is as the half dome. I haven't done that, but that was what my next goal I think as far as I'm not doing Kilimanjaro but half dome sounds like a a good next step is there a meaningful trip that you have taken over the course of your life honeymoon yeah our honeymoon (laughs) was pretty I think my honey our honeymoon we did a Mediterranean um we did the Mediterranean cruise so we did Italy Croatia Turkey that was probably my most um I'm like okay that's you know because we covered everything was it a yacht no, it was no. like a smaller boat, but it was, we covered like so much mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, we did Santorini, Santorini. That is like a magic little place. Okay. That might've been my highlight. One of my, and Croatia was pretty amazing too. I mean, Italy's obviously speaks for itself, yes. you know, but just for different, you know, like places I would go back, I, you know, Gre- it's Greece and Croatia was pretty amazing. Well, let's wrap things right. up now with five quick questions. Oh God. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, they're quick. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday? Um, my favorite holiday is Christmas. Okay. Who's your favorite or one of your favorite singers? Well, 
My favorite all-time band, and I karaoke is Guns N' Roses. Okay. Um, third question is, what kind of car do you drive? I drive a Toyota Sequoia. What's your favorite flower? My favorite flower. Well, a uh, tulip. Uh, tulip and hydrangeas. It's interchangeable. Okay. And last question, what would we find in your nightstand? I, right now, I, I actually have tape measure <laughs> okay scissors i don't know like remote controls it's actually empty remote controls empty. that's it in your nightstand well i don't know i just I, okay yeah we're letting her off the hook okay okay the, miss the Mia, obvious so much fun chatting uh, with you today yeah thank you all right well thank you visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of wine country women